0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is our first episode of our podcast and we have a very special guest tonight in the house, Bobby.
1: Yeah, as, uh, like, as you guys know, I don't like to be called Bobby, so my name is Boyan, and I am I have been very good friends with those two guys and I've been very excited to see how they uh, try to grow their business and they're also colleagues, uh, so we spent a lot of time together and now they asked me to ask them some tough questions and I hope I can come up with them.
0: Yeah, we wanted to have uh, the opportunity to actually introduce ourselves in this third episode, uh, and to do that, we needed someone to ask us a little bit more about the business, someone who knows us and knows what we're doing, but doesn't know exactly all the details of the process that went behind us uh, starting and uh, like the day-to-day thing. So, Boyan was uh, the perfect candidate to do that, for which we thank you very much. <laughs>
1: you guys are welcome. Yeah. Well, take it away. Okay, so, um, you know, um, you guys have been very active on social media and uh, there's just too much noise out there and what I've seen and I'm not, to be honest, I'm not such a big fan of social media because I think it really often promotes a lot of distraction and a lot of useless content but since uh, seeing what you guys do, I notice some patterns I see you do something a bit more different than the rest Uh, because my big problem with social media is people just want to show the perfect side of life or their own life. And we all know it's not just not true. Like people show photos of like how they go on a holiday, then how they drive their car, but they don't show photos how they wait, wait in a line in a supermarket. And actually that's a good example. That's something I've seen that you guys are doing. And more importantly, uh, maybe you can tell us, maybe Maria can start
0: telling us what are the different things you try to do on social media? Well, there are several of those. And the first one is uh, we just want to be very transparent. Um, and to be as raw and as unedited as possible in all the different uh, media that we use. Uh, Julian is going to tell you a little bit more about the overall strategy. Uh, while we're doing a lot of different things, we actually at the same time are basing a lot of our work on some tried and true and tested uh, concepts, things like uh, scheduling uh, OR posts. We are starting now to post uh, things uh, twice a day in the mornings and uh, in the evenings. Uh, and starting slowly to look at the data to see uh, what what hours are better for us on the different platforms. Also, we look at the types of content, so what performs best. Uh, and uh, so far we've seen that video kills absolutely everything yeah, in terms of yeah. engagement. But this is all tactical. I think Julian can tell you a little bit more about the strategy behind uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it.
2: Yeah, so I think the main thing that uh, at least makes me confident when we put out content is that we actually documenting the whole process yeah. uh, the way it happens uh, so we're talking about things that we're experiencing and doing instead of uh, just putting you know, motivational quotes, or mm-hmm. speaking about building a business or whatever yeah. um, so I haven't been very active on social media previously because I don't have an interest to show my personal life, I yeah. don't have an interest to speak about something that I don't know yeah. um, so I think the only, the only way in which I'm interested in using social media is actually documenting something uh, that we're building Uh, hopefully it's going to be useful maybe for some people maybe it might be interesting in the least Um, it will be also quite fascinating to look back to it into it once we uh, hopefully build something in a few years Um, so yeah i think it's the only the only format that i would like to consume content which is actually the the truthful and the honest uh, honest content of actually what's happening yeah, that's,
1: that's definitely very cool you know it reminds me of something because all three of us we work in the tech industry you know and we're uh, we're very much involved with that it reminds a bit of agile development you know like how you try not to be perfect as compared to like waterfall development where you make a lot of work uh, in advance and then you deploy or publish content suddenly right you guys seem to be trying to put like small waves of content you know just see
0: how people respond to them and adjust very fast it really reminds me of uh Agile development? Actually, this wasn't the idea from the very beginning. Um, I'm personally, I've been involved with marketing for a lot of years. I studied marketing, my formal education is that. I worked in marketing a few years and over the years uh, stayed uh, in touch with the field and that's part of me is actually quite dear. Um, but I remember in the months before we actually officially launched and announced to the world what we were doing, I was sitting in the room and decided to write a like a standard document, a communication yeah. strategy uh, where I defined the target audience, the messages, yeah. the channels, what goes yeah. where, like plan everything. Uh, but then at one point... When I discussed this with Julian, we realized this is not applicable to what we're doing. Um, It's a a model that some parts of it work in terms of that you should know who you're talking to. And in our case, it's very simple. We're we're doing this, first of all, and mostly uh, for ourselves. Uh, And then uh, basically we need, because we're a very new and very small company, it's just the two of us and we work with external partners, as you know. we are able to change much quickly and much faster so we can look at analytics and see something that's uh, like uh, that video is the best uh, yeah. type of yeah. content that we can do so that users or not users um, our audience engages with yeah. and double down on that yeah. instead of having something that we've pre-written like for the next six months we're going yeah. to do this and this and that and follow it and see that nothing works and then at the end of these six months you have nothing whereas now every three days we can change and uh, just do a completely 360-degree overhaul yeah. of our strategy. We're doing this podcast with our whiteboard on the side. Yeah. Um, actually, this week, we were halfway through, we were thinking, because we're listening for feedback from people, we were thinking, we should scrap this and uh, rearrange it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's what we're going to do today for the next week. Okay.
1: I mean, it's interesting because then you can really see errors early on without them trying, without them becoming very big. Um I'm, and what type of like, feedback do you get from people? Do people get like, uh, excited about some very unexpected things? Uh, what is, for example, something that you didn't expect like, for people to engage in social media?
2: Uh, well, I think I was quite surprised the first week. Um, so we basically the first people we, we invited to all the social groups were friends and family. Uh, and they seem to be very excited about that we actually starting something because I think many people are talking about starting something themselves. Yeah. But uh, they don't actually do it, so they're yeah. quite excited to exactly. see someone who's close to them actually yeah. start something, and maybe that gives them a kind of a push yeah. and see this um, really
1: close up, right? Really, yeah. like close up how people talk about
2: it, how they really do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first few weeks it was very nice because we mostly have organic traffic from friends, friends and family, and they were all very supportive and. Uh, not a lot of negative feedback, but we see some patterns of uh, okay. what actual content people want to consume.
1: Um, yeah. So is it mostly like text? Do how because you guys write blog posts as well, right? So you do like a lot of Instagram stuff. I personally follow you mostly on Instagram, and that's where I get most of the content because I get yeah. notifications from there. But uh, you guys write on Medium as well. You write a very, uh, very nice and longer posts, right? So do you guys see something unexpected uh, among those, and w- where people are more active in?
0: Um, I don't think nothing unexpected because, um, at least for me, I'm a big, huge user of social media and I've always liked to use the platforms and everything new that comes up. I like to yeah. try it, even if I'm not sticking yeah. there full time. Uh, I like to play around with it, yeah. see how Snapchat it works. Snapchat was crazy, right? Snapchat was amazing. All three people it. there. <laughs> was. We had a lot of fun. We still have uh, <laughs> yeah. from time to time. It's six now. Six now. Yeah, it's it's six. It's exciting it's times. Who knows? Uh, no, uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. I, I want to say about the type of content. It's only uh, content that's appropriate for all for all audiences, uh, for all, audiences audience. of okay. all ages. Uh, but anyway, um, what was what's very f- interesting is uh, that uh, we have a few friends who are much more uh, experienced in in video making, and uh, they gave us some really really good yeah. pointers in terms of how we can improve uh, our editing and our storytelling yeah. and what they want to see. So people, for example, are quite interested in seeing the day-to-day lives of the people behind yeah. the business.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And for, for
0: me, honestly, I'm
1: really, really interested in seeing how you guys learn to do stuff, right? Especially like mm. uh, the, the video editing that uh, uh, Marimos is doing. This is pretty crazy because he had no idea about this before. Uh, and to see videos about of some guy learning that. Because all three of us, we learned to code on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see it every day, because people still don't believe it. People still find the reasons to say, okay, I mean, this person had some other thing going on that made it easier for him or her to learn. Uh, but actually, it is possible, right? I mean, we, all three of us, we did it one time. So it's not such a big deal. We don't have this fear to try something very new. Actually, this podcast as well, mm-hmm. we just, we just started doing that. Uh, we wouldn't care. Um, actually, it comes to my next question very nicely. Um, because all three of us kind of broke into the tech industry uh, by learning a skill and working through that. But how do you guys feel about breaking into something which is not digital at all, right? Because, I mean, I know you guys very well and you guys are very far away from the apparel business. <laughs> I mean, you're obviously a good consumer so that you, you buy clothes and you dress well. But nothing more than this. I'll be the last person to, to imagine you guys having a shirt business, right? So, do you see Do you see reason? Do you think if you didn't learn how to code, do you guys think that you would actually do this? Or was it like eye-opening for you
0: guys to see, okay, I can do anything now? For me, personally, uh, learning to code has been one of the best examples of what educating yourself can do. Yeah. Um. And actually, with building Dulo, we are applying a lot of learnings that we took from the tech industry. So if we look, if you follow our journey, just go read on Medium what we're doing. A lot of it is about. We even have a blog post that's in the works and it's going to be published next week about what we learned from the tech industry and yeah. how we apply product development uh, techniques and ideas yeah. about that uh, to an analog business to an analog product. Yeah. Um, it's there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. I don't know how it is about you. I th- uh, yeah, I think, I mean,
2: the product, uh, the product, the but I think the whole concept is very much identical because yeah. it's starting something that you know nothing about, then putting some work in without actually seeing the, the end result, but yeah. trusting that there would be something in yeah. the end of that. Yeah. Um, so it was the same uh, with, with learning to code. You just, so you start, you learn, and then you hope after a few months yeah. you can land a job. And that's what happened. So that kind of gives me the, it's the same framework. As we're using now, just going to something completely new, putting in the work. Yeah, uh, I think we have some uh, something to offer as well, business-wise. Oh, yeah. uh, but just trusting that in some time the goal will be there, and yeah. enjoying the process. I mean, you, you have to do it. I mean, so
1: that's I, what people say. Like, if you if you're completely new to a field, and if you come with your weird specific skill sets, you are bound to find find something new. If you just don't give up, right? You you're gonna do things differently. And there have been many examples of people trying to go into a business without having any idea. And actually they do things differently and they, they become successful just because of this. So I'm very interested to see how, how it works out.
0: Well, with coding, uh, actually, every time you start to build something new, you build something that didn't exist. That's true, yeah. And what happens is you never start from scratch. You never start yeah. from zero. You know very exactly, well. Yeah. You go, you find something that already yeah. is out there. You, it's like a tool set. Yeah. That you apply to and you customize and you build on top of it. Yeah. And then you have something completely different. Yeah. This is pretty much what we're doing as well. Yeah. We're not starting a whole manufacturing facility yeah, you're, from scratch. We're
1: not innovating materials, for example, no. something which would require a bigger organization, you know, some research and material materials and whatnot. But we just take concepts from different places, yeah. right? Um so how did it like okay. Let's say I'm not completely familiar with your first conversation of the topic, right? So can you maybe uh, tell us in our instance, like, what was the first time that you guys talked about having the shirt business? Like, how did it go? Like, did you say something, okay, yeah, let's do a shirt business,
0: man. I can tell you very well because I wrote about this quite in detail um, and uh, I had, like, a really deep retrospective look into what happened. So this happens. This conversation happens beginning of September last year, 2016. Yeah. Uh, first, the idea comes up to me when I was sitting at a networking event uh, back in Sofia, and uh, suddenly uh, the topic of the networking event was uh, two guys were uh, telling us about uh, what they were doing, and uh, they were in the apparel business, uh-huh. but they do yeah. prints on different. Uh, Shirts, okay. so you can have a pattern, let's say, of uh, rockets or spaceships. made, like you do you yeah, yourself. Yeah, so they print it on a piece of fabric. Okay. Um, and uh, they make a shirt for you or a okay. different type of clothing. Okay. for you. Um, and suddenly, like, things connected to me. I knew that this company, Mizan and Main, exists in the U.S. Uh, and uh, based on what I've read about them, the product was very uh, appealing to me. Yeah. At the same time, I knew that in Bulgaria, there's a lot of experience and expertise in terms of uh, uh, manufacturing of clothes. Yes. So a lot of big brands are doing yeah. that. So immediately the thing was, okay, let's uh, combine both and see if we can do it. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay. I think this stayed one day in my head and then uh, that was a Thursday and then on the Friday evening, yeah. um, Julian was here in the Netherlands, I was in Bulgaria and I was uh, talking to him. We're roommates also, not even not just classmates yeah. and colleagues. Yeah. yeah. We're just talking and I said, why don't I share this idea with him? Um, and I said, blah, blah, blah. How about we do this and this and that because there's great, I mean, you uh, you were interested skill. in
1: making a business before. I don't want to interrupt, but you were interested in making a business yes. before. So you knew okay, years. we, we, we should do something. Right. But then this opportunity came up.
0: Yeah, this opportunity came up before that. We've tried different things and yeah. we were discussing different things. Yeah. I think we were at the stage we were exploring different yeah. opportunities. But nothing yeah. that excited us both yeah. to the level that yeah. we would go forward. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, did
1: you, what, Julian, what did you feel about Marin telling you this? Okay, let's do a shirt business. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there, I had this idea, let's make shirts. Yeah. Did you think, okay, yeah. this guy is crazy? Uh, or?
2: No, because previously we talked about different businesses, but yeah. it was mainly in the IT sector. So, digital, so like, digital, apps, digital, yeah, yeah. Just, just an agency making websites yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and we kind of started that as well, but then Marin came up with that idea it seemed uh, it made sense that we had the big advantage of producing in yeah. bulgaria yeah uh, as we saw after that we actually had there's a, it's, there's a big opportunity and yeah. capacity to produce there as well the price is very uh, very yeah. affordable and the quality is very high okay so it, it made sense uh, to at least do our research yeah and then once uh, so we started doing some research and then we uh we ordered the prototypes from America, yeah. and then once I wore that product a few weeks, I saw that it brought me value, yeah. much more than any other app which we could have started to, to build a business around <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. sector. And then once I saw that that product brings me value, and we have the advantage of doing the, the stuff in Bulgaria, yeah. and I saw that we we might even do a better job in marketing okay. and, and actually product development, yeah. and it's, it's a huge market anyway, they're yeah. not competing directly in Europe. Um, so it just made sense yeah. to, to research it. Then yeah. once we saw that it brought value, it made sense to take the next step and go to look look uh, look at some produc- production yeah. and suppliers, partners yeah. for, for production. And then, yeah, I mean, you just... But again, probably this is the moment when
1: you bought the original, like the other product from the US, right, mm-hmm. and you wore it. That, that's the moment when you felt, okay, this is something... Which is cool, right? It's not such an abstract thing like how to help people, right? As you, mm-hmm. as Marie mentioned before, you scratch your own itch, you do what you want for yourself, right? Exactly, yeah. So you really know how that would uh, help. So, like, okay, but the, ne- the next morning you say we have to do a research. So uh, is there a book like uh, Making Appropriate Business for Dummies? <laughs> or... No. Think, so how do you start with something like this? How do you even start? Well, you you go start, to, yeah. like, uh, e-commerce website
0: and look at shirts? Our process was very simple. Um, Once we were convinced... Let's
1: talk about the first days, really.
0: The first days is really, um, is this viable? And as Julian mentioned, there is the skill, there is uh, the economic value of doing it there, meaning that it's going to be much cheaper than if we produce uh, here in the Netherlands or somewhere else. Uh, We are Bulgarian ourselves, and it's a small enough country that you're connected to important people who can help you in... We with, with through one or two people the most. Uh, as it turned out, our in our trip and research, it turned out that almost everybody knows someone who is in the textile. So, so you did a
1: Google search. You search for textiles. In oh Bulgaria. yeah, yeah. There you want to a... read in detail. Yeah, I well, read the details.
0: yeah. Um, really was the first one thing was then uh, let's see who is doing uh, this in Bulgaria. Okay. So Google search. What was the query? query? We didn't <laughs> just
2: interrupt. We actually didn't know what we were looking for. So is it people? Selling text, uh, the the textile, the fabric that we needed. Okay. Is it people producing the whole thing? Is it people just uh, just making the shirt, and then we needed to get the fabric from somewhere else? Okay, so you did search something like textile manufacturers, Bulgaria. Exactly. Any that was probably
0: the, <laughs> the the, the <laughs> and query then you
1: took like the f- first five results. See where they are on the map, probably no, in the capital.
0: No, because what we did was we did so you did that you we did this search in English, but then oh, uh, actually. Crazy. Uh, we did it uh, in Bulgarian, and what's uh, very interesting is that we, at I am not really familiar with the terms in Bulgarian. Oh yeah, I can imagine. And you start typing something, and it's not necessarily the first five results, but probably the first five pages of search results that you have to go through. Um, but what happened is we found two or three databases where they have like something like digital yellow pages. Really? Of, okay. Um, I think a lot of businesses were doing uh, manufacturing, but at that time we don't okay. know the difference between what the manufacturer is or a supplier is or sourcing. Like all of these terms are fairly distant to us. Yeah. Um, we just collected uh, all the contact details of all the companies that we found on these websites, yeah. which are 62 yeah. at that moment, what we found. Yeah. All 62 had email addresses, so okay. we wanted the first email, uh, the first conversation to be email address, Yeah. actually, uh, to send an email. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't like talking on the phone. <laughs> Second, it's going to be very hard for me to explain something uh, w- when talking that I'm completely unfamiliar with, yeah, course, whereas yeah. when I'm writing, yeah. and we had to write all of these uh, emails in Bulgarian also, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's you easier guys have to been express. Quite some time, so. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> unfamiliar terms. I don't yeah. know them in English, and yeah. if I read in English, I understand what it means. But then I have to find out what's in Bulgarian, and the okay. word for yarn in Bulgarian I associate with uh, sweaters on them, <laughs> not yeah. shirts.
1: Yeah. But is there like? Did you try to look for the same things here, not just to use it, but to see if it's a bit different from Bulgaria, like databases of searches of like textile? manufacturers is it more advanced here or in bulgaria because you mentioned that that's something which was very new to me that there's a very good textile industry in bulgaria right Mm -hmm. um so are things done better there actually you say that everybody has an email contact right but the websites are functioning you know (laughs) or not really there was a bit
2: well not really but i'm not familiar how with the with the industry in the netherlands but i think if we compare it to bulgaria uh, it will be much more. There's a lot more traditions in Bulgaria. Yeah. Uh, and then we wanted to to use that. Okay. We have the pricing point anyway. So if we produce at a lower cost, then we don't have to do, of course, uh, yeah. to do some things that we don't want to do with the price okay. uh,
0: at a later stage. And quickly, I just remembered something else uh, that didn't add to that story was that after the first search, uh, or even before that i'm not sure i actually went on alibaba.com yeah. and searched for the fabric uh, contents that were on the shirts so that like, we bought what from can the states
1: call, call it, so like chemical names uh, the they name they of the
0: materials them? that they're using to make so all the the do different type of materials them. they they're, they're, they should be uh, written out on the on a label on the care label on the shirt itself <laughs> the um, so I, I just googled these contents uh, and alibaba results uh, came up so I actually remember being in touch with seven or eight uh, Chinese uh, resellers or producers. Not yeah. even sure. Yeah. And they were extremely quick. Like the next day, immediately they <laughs> give their you. Through the platform, right? Through or? Alibaba. Okay, yeah. cool. Actually, you can find amazing. You can find everything there, I know, yeah. and it's super cheap. It's, yeah. Um, it's It's really, really incredible, and I'm sure if. Uh, if we had to go and they usually offer like free samples to send to you, but you have to pay the postage. But because China is a bit far away, as you know, uh, postage of a package like this, an A4 letter could be up to 50 euros. And contacting 10 people and 10 people sending you samples to something that you're not sure what you're going to receive is going to be about 500 euros. So at that moment, I remember now at that moment we decided, okay, let's just focus on researching the Bulgarian market let's do a trip there, try to contact everyone, try to get as many meetings as possible and understand what's going on. And if we can find what we're looking for there, we just continue with the partners that we find there. If we the, the whole trip is unproductive and we don't find a partner, then we go back to the Chinese people okay. and uh, talk to them or okay. find people yeah. here in the Netherlands who might be representatives. Yeah. But actually... Um, cost is one of the things that stopped us from uh, proceeding with uh, those Chinese suppliers uh, because yeah, we don't have the budget and we don't want to invest at that early stage to something that we're not even sure if it's a viable idea or not. Yeah. So we decided, okay, let's do a short trip for a week to right. our country and um, see if we can do the work there. Yeah, let me ask you something again about the Chinese, uh, because
1: um, did you look for uh, the material there, or is it like the material plus the manufacturing of the shirt, or what no. was this? Um, I, what did you expect yeah. to get a sample of? Was it the shirt? Uh,
0: no, the, the, what I expected was the material, because I inquired about the material. Okay. Uh, so I think pretty much from the get-go, uh, we had a hunch that uh, probably the material is going to be the hardest and the most important thing to to, to figure out okay, in this product. Yeah.
1: Did it stay like this, your hunch? Did it uh, become
0: true? Yeah, 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 it is. So but the that, material is the most... But that happened a little bit after we've done much more research and meetings with people. Okay. Uh, but uh, for the with the Chinese, yeah, I asked them about the fabrics uh, and explained what, what I want to use it for. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some of them replied with very technical questions that I had absolutely no idea okay. about. So things like weight of the fabric uh, and uh, the weave and weft of, uh, of Interesting. it. Yeah. So what I did at that time, we have a friend who is a veteran of the textiles industry yeah. who is very experienced. So I showed him a quick message on WhatsApp. Yeah. Do you know anything about uh, fabric weight? Yeah. I'm approaching these manufacturers uh, and they're asking me for extra information. And in actually in a WhatsApp conversation during the night, so it was, I don't know, 2 or 3 a.m. here. Uh, he was at that time uh, traveling through Asia when he was meeting actually uh, sourcing uh, agents and suppliers for... Yeah. The company that he works for, and um, he was telling me all of these that and what I should research more. Okay. So immediately the next morning I was up on Wikipedia reading about uh, warp and weft and okay. uh, all these very specific technical yeah. things yeah uh, to figure out so I can give a response back to the Chinese uh, manufacturers. But actually, what ended out and ended up is that. Um, we didn't have to know okay. all that about these specifics for okay. the product. Yeah,
1: but why Why would be, Julian, maybe know about this. Why would be, uh, why is the material the hardest part? Why is it the hardest part to figure out? Or because I was thinking in my impressions, you just have to choose the material. And then uh, if somebody has already used it to make a shirt, you can just repeat it. You can, there's obviously a suitable material. So then the making the shirt process would be more tricky. So why... This particular material, does it have like specific difficulties for
2: shirts? Yeah, well, n- no, but uh, there's, there's not many people making shirts from that material. Okay. So you have the material used in a different uh, context, Yeah. Uh, which is mostly sports clothes. Yeah. Uh, but people, so it has to be adapted a bit to make a yeah. shirt from it. But given that people are not making shirts from that material, yeah. then you get a rare combination between the way in which the material is produced. Okay. Um, So that's why that was the main, uh, well, the most difficult thing to find because people were just not making shirts from that material.
1: Can you maybe talk more about the material or do we have top secret stuff there?
0: Nothing does top secret (laughs) actually. And uh, it's basically what you get in your uh, dry fit shirts, uh, performance fabrics. Uh, It's synthetic. It's completely synthetic, no cotton. Uh, But the thing is, there's a stigma kind of attached to people who are not familiar with this industry to those type of materials and they either see them applied only to sports clothing, but they probably themselves are not that familiar to wearing them uh, because they don't know how comfortable these materials have become and how advanced the technology is. Uh, I mean, you get now almost everything being made from performance fabrics, from those type of synthetics, from pajamas uh, to uh, like things that you can wear every day. Uh, the yoga industry, for example, yoga pants, the internet is flooded with yoga pants, they have to stretch. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) they have to stretch. So, these materials are becoming so popular and advanced that now you can actually make a nice dress shirt. Okay, okay, Uh, we're
1: gonna come back to the material probably after uh, we talk about Bulgaria because obviously things didn't work out with the Chinese, or more like they worked out in Bulgaria. So, you guys went to Bulgaria, um, and so how did that work out? So you got this database with uh, names, with emails, and you contacted them, and you said, okay, we are those two guys, we want to make a shirt business, and we want to use this material, or did you talk about the material? Because obviously this is something which is an unknown at this stage, right? I mean, can they really make a shirt with this material, or am I wrong, right? That's something which you don't know yet.
0: We had no. We, we didn't know anything.
1: Okay, but did you tell them? Okay, we want t-shirts. Uh, we want shirts from uh, polyester or whatever. Did you tell them that
0: in the first email
1: or what was your first contact with them? Yeah, yeah. we
0: explained exactly what we wanted. Yeah, we even uh, re- re- referenced the the fabrics of the shirts that we bought from the U.S. company. Uh, so we wanted to make it as clear as possible. We sent some pictures of what they okay. look like. Yeah, that was the first email. That the was very cold, first cold, email. Cold email. Yeah. So you didn't
1: know. Those people with at least many of them through some kind of connection with code. No.
0: Okay. And so, did you get answers? From 62 yeah. companies uh, that we contacted, we got uh, seven or eight meetings. Maybe? Seven or eight meetings. About 10 responses. Yeah. Several people just declined because they had enough work. Yeah. And they couldn't like fit us in their schedule. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of them replied very quickly. Um, some of them we heard when we were already back in Bulgaria, but there was yeah. these were mostly uh, like rejections and yeah. things like we we we're, we have enough on our yeah. plate, we yeah. can't do that, or yeah. they just simply said uh, we we don't work with those materials. Okay, but for them
1: uh, after you so saw them, you went to Bulgaria, something which you already documented on your vlog. Uh, um, so how how did people react to you, this idea, right? So to two things, right? First is two two guys like Julian can talk about two guys doing a business on their own, right? Is it like a foreign concept in Bulgaria? Is it like something people uh, really like or is it something people suspicious of? Because, you know, we 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 work in a tech industry, right? Here it's totally normal if somebody does something like that, right? In the tech field, right? But if you're doing some other business, it's a bit more like out there, I think, even here. But uh, what's your thoughts about this first conversation with Bulgarian manufacturers? How do they feel about you creating a business just like that?
2: yeah well, I think that they are most uh, most used to talking with other companies that are actually doing something similar a big so, companies yeah me, just right? people who' yeah. been in the industry for years but I think they were quite uh, surprised or happy that two young people were starting to are starting a business in Bulgaria yeah, yeah yeah um,
0: everyone was very helpful
2: yeah yeah. yeah. They were, all, they were interested in, the sh- in, I guess, in the whole idea of making. So, so they were, were not of them...
1: protective of the industry because you're outsiders in a way. Uh, um, so they they felt very comfortable talking to you about those things.
2: Yeah, because we weren't a threat at that point. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we still are not. Still <laughs> not <threatening. laughs> you're not going to invent something. Yeah, but it's open. I mean, you can't, because uh, the materials, are, they're open. Everyone can see them, everyone can make them. But it's just the execution of applying that material in a different context. Yeah. Uh, but they were very helpful, they were quite surprised that we actually wanted to replace cotton which is being yeah. used for the shirts so with something else. Uh, so that was kind of surprising to them but they did provide some information yeah. wherever they could. Uh, but overall very friendly yeah. people and I think the most uh, the most pleasant thing for us was at least that they kind of looked just to young people starting something okay. in Bulgaria. So I think that's uh, uh, why they mostly positively attitude towards us. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think the biggest? Because
1: it's obviously I'm also Bulgarian, so for me it's also an interesting thing how people start businesses there, right? Because things are changing, and you know people back home they might not see it all the time, uh, but because I, for example, I go there like several times a year, but uh, I don't live there, and I see things definitely progressing. I mean, obviously uh, it's kind of a bubble in the in the capital, uh, but things are going in a good direction. So do you see? More people doing stuff that you do. Do you know some of those people? How do you feel in general about like starting a company in Bulgaria? Were there also, uh, obviously, maybe Marina also about it's more about uh, logistical challenges in creating a company in Bulgaria. Uh, is it difficult? Is it easy? Is it cheap? Is it expensive?
0: Actually, starting up a setting up a company in Bulgaria, it's really smooth process. I yeah. did it twice in the yeah. past year, yeah, and um, I'm surprised uh, it happens. So it takes you about three days. It takes about two hours first to go through with the lawyer through all the documents yeah. and then half an hour or an hour in the bank to open the necessary accounts. Yeah. And then everything is shipped to the system or to the registry. Yeah. And in about a day and a half, two days, uh, you get back a confirmation. And this is basically it. one or two more small yeah. administrative things. But it, yeah. we did, in a week, we incorporated the company there and it doesn't cost that much costs about 30 euros yeah. to open it of course you're going to have a fee for the lawyer but yeah. most of the time that's about 150 200 euros okay. the most it's a one time okay. thing and then there are other things but we're 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 still figuring out yeah, a lot of the things around the on the way cut. yeah but uh, what's really nice is that uh, yeah in a completely short amount of time for very little money you can uh, open a company yeah and uh, yeah, for us especially, it's the local language, so they're much less unknowns. Yeah, uh, in terms of uh, operating from there yeah. and communication. I mean, business be is
1: done probably in a bit of a different way than here. You have to know those things. So, how do you guys imagine this? Like, do you imagine the manufacturing uh, all of it in Bulgaria? So, what kind of distribution do you expect? Like, logistically, like let's say, in, like four years, three years, if things go well. Like, do you imagine most of the things happening in Bulgaria? Obviously, I can imagine your uh, your market is Europe, right? Um, but what, what part of the process do you expect to be in Bulgaria?
2: Well, the manufacturing, uh, so it's manufacturing in Bulgaria, but the different parts of the shirt they don't all come from Bulgaria. Yeah. So it's getting assembled in Bulgaria, but there's a few other countries that come into play. Um, for, the, for the threads, for example, the buttons, the fabric itself. So it's uh, being put together in Bulgaria, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and for now, we will be sticking with the partner that we're talking yeah. with. Yeah. Uh And if that goes well, hopefully it will. Yeah. Uh, I I can imagine us sticking with uh, with that process at the moment. Yes. Um, now if if that for some reason doesn't go well, of course yeah. we'll look some other, other yeah. opportunities. And then in the future, maybe uh, hopefully just um, be able to take some of the production yeah. uh, process and. Okay, and uh, my next question is how do you guys
1: feel about like uh, running it in a bit of a distributed way? Because obviously you guys live in Amsterdam and you have to be communicating a lot with people online. Um, so, I mean, some people say you have to be the factory which makes the shares. You have to oversee the process. How, how do you feel about this thing coming up? Do you think you should be more present or you should put more trust? or Maybe. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I, well, I guess for the beginning, uh, kind of the reasonable quality that we want to go to market with first. Yeah, uh, it could be done remotely. Yeah, uh, just with through good communication with our partners. I guess I think we can we can manage to create quite a cool, yeah. quality product, which we can start with, which is the most important thing. And then from from there on, uh, if we manage to to get the whole thing going. Uh, Obviously, there will be some more time investment into that, but I think for start, uh, the goal should not. I mean, it's is to reach a certain quality yeah. that we have happy to wear ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah. But not not putting it unreasonably uh, high uh, yeah. and comparing it to a company that's been running for let's say ten to fifteen years. So uh, just create something in good quality and then okay. just build on to, build from there.
0: Okay. Actually, we have the tools, and we are very fortunate to be tech savvy and I consider ourselves to be very very like early adopters to all the new technology and this new tech allows us to be wherever we want to be and work from whatever we want to work from so if I want to type in a blog post from the phone I can do it and I can publish it Uh, all I need is an internet connection sometimes not even that okay actually funny thing happened I was working once on the tram writing uh, the announcement post um, and because I was offline, the moment I got online the whole thing was deleted because it synced with a blank document, yeah. so I had to rewrite it uh, but these things that happen majors, yeah. but this, these are small things uh, and overall in the big scheme of things we are, the, the technology allows you to do uh, to come up with a product to market without even uh, being involved in the product development okay. if you want to yeah. we want to be involved so we're proactively asking for information yeah. all the time but if you really want to do just marketing and uh, sales, you can do that. Yeah, from anywhere.
1: Yeah, in,
0: I- to an, in an industry that you're not familiar with.
1: Okay, but how does it feel like to always think about your business? Because I can imagine you guys, I mean, you work in weird hours because you post stuff in weird hours. I mean, I, I can imagine automate some of the stuff. But how do you guys deal with that? Like uh, having this all the time on, right? Because most people have always day jobs. Like, I mean, at eight you're done. I mean, day eight. What you guys seem to think about this after, do you feel okay? I mean, do you, you like doing that still and doesn't, doesn't bother you? You don't need to relax from that. I can imagine it's a very creative process, a lot of different things. So probably you don't get tired as much as
0: uh, working on something very code-oriented, let's say, building a website or something. Well, you're creating things and for me, that's always like gives me the most joy yeah. in working. So making something that's why I really enjoy the video editing is because to me, it's a bit like coding. Yeah. So I, I just, something comes up out of nothing, you know, uh, and that gives you like, uh, it, it's, it's, your brain gets on a high that you can then push for a very, very long hours Yeah. and you go to bed, you're, you feel really rewarded and, yeah. and, and calm and you go to bed immediately. Um, because you've really emptied all your creativity and th- thinks yeah. and thoughts uh, on the machine that yeah. I'm using. In my case is the laptop yeah. mostly, uh, and then wake up completely fresh. Even not after eight hours, which I like to sleep, but yeah. uh, much less, and that's not an issue. Then I yeah. can go and do a day job. Uh, then I can go meet a friend if I have to, yeah. uh, but most of the time I try to use all the like the spare time and focusing on this. And for now it's okay because we're at a fairly small scale and it's two of us, so it's not one person doing all of the work, so it's a shared load. But uh, I'm pretty sure eventually once uh, things become to grow and just the business requires more of our time and attention, we would definitely switch our patterns a little bit.
1: Okay. Uh, So I have just two more questions, like they're very related. Um, So maybe Julian can start with that one. Uh, What has been surprisingly difficult in the whole thing?
2: Mm. nothing to nothing do. It it's just okay <laughs> well it's, it's not a piece of cake but it's a process of learning you just have to start yeah. something commit to it and then if something seems difficult then you just dig into that more and yeah it turns out to be not that difficult if you do it once and then yeah. if you need some help from someone else you always ask for help okay uh, you but can do your research maybe but, i can
1: rephrase it to be like what is frustrating in doing those things is there some part which is a bit like Let's say more tedious, more out there. Uh, I, I mean, I can imagine being active on social media as well. I mean, you kind of tie your ego to how people respond to your content. How uh, do you handle criticism? Do you, uh, do you get any yet? Not
0: yet? <laughs> no, I can t- talk about ego because actually what I find hard is I'm a, the type of personality that I like to do a lot of things on my own. Yeah. So I don't like to make compromises. Yeah. And I like to say, I go and do something yeah. and I do it and I do it my way. Yeah. But at the same time, I realize I'm aware that this is not really productive yeah. um, because no. also things like I've learned a lot of things that are not right or don't work anymore yeah. Yeah. and I tend to apply them. So yeah. uh, for me, part of, uh, part of this process the past few months was to learn to really uh, get, like, get used to work with another person who is as emotionally invested yeah. in this uh, enterprise as I am and uh, to actually learn to uh, kill your darlings. I really like this phrase. Like You have to learn to kill your darlings. And I think if you're in the creative industry, either making websites or uh, shirts or videos, you have to sometimes kill something that you feel very strongly about. But ultimately, you know or you realize it doesn't work and it's not the right thing for the business. So there's a lot of ego work there. Yeah. Uh, but on the day-to-day things, I think actually uh, there are hard things. Yeah. Uh, like d- doing the filming is hard. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it also takes a lot of time. Yeah. So to find the perfect show, it's then it's hardly ever a right perfect, perfect show. It's creativity. It's becoming more of a mechanical process. The yeah. more I do it, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, but also things like uh, sh- shooting yourself on film. It's not as easy yeah. and we're not native speakers, so uh, we have to get used yourself. to talking. <laughs> so recording yourself is actually easier, I think. Yeah. You don't have the camera to be conscious in front yeah. of. of course, yeah. But uh, then the editing part, you have no idea how to make yeah. an animation to, for an opening and a closing part of the video. Okay. Well, you have to take the time to do that. This is not easy, okay. but when it's fun and when you know what you're doing it for, yeah. I'm willing to eat a lot yeah. of shit and actually do it. And. I'm really asking people for more as much advice as yeah. possible just don't be afraid we we we're, we're, we're pretty uh, like our egos are managed quite well okay <laughs> so te- if we suck tell us okay I mean, for the best part, uh, what we're doing, we're doing it for ourselves. I told
1: you about the shaky cam, right? I told you... Oh, to yeah, you told Yeah, but that's <laughs> it. it. But out. that's
0: really good because yeah. you told us about and I the, told the shaky you not cam. not shoot the sun, right? As yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, but that happens, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, it's been two weeks since we've been doing it, and I think the latest vlog is uh, much better than the first one. Okay. And we have videos that we haven't published yet. Okay. Uh, I did some recordings uh, of the first trip, of a debrief of the first two or three days. They're very interesting videos, but I want to push them live a little bit later on yeah. when we're already established to to just show people that when you start, like really, really the first steps can be horrible yeah. <laughs> in terms of quality, Yeah. but uh, people usually see the end product or the fi- yeah. finished and product. And they too
1: full because they see the honesty, yeah. I guess, you know, nobody judges that. Yeah. You
0: know? uh, but you can easily see when you see a final product or something that's very polished, they'll see, oh, these guys are too good, but have a look two years ago we really sucked <laughs> okay then, so there are a lot of hard things yeah
1: and uh, well, my uh, my final uh, question probably would be if you guys have to delegate some of the work right i mean uh, as far as i like, hear conversations you're looking for uh, a guy or a girl right who's gonna take care of some of the stuff how how do you imagine this what kind of person you're looking for um personality skill sets or how is that gonna feel how do you match that because suddenly it changes because you guys are also friends so it's a bit like different because you can have a tight knit group so you're bonded not just by work but also mm-hmm. by friendship and when there's one other person like who's working with you kind of you have to change your ego because you also probably imagine them giving you feedback as well right so what kind of a person you're looking for are you looking for a yes man or robot who just go and do stuff i mean that's also okay right i mean
0: well, it's very funny that you're mentioning this, but we actually work with another person. So there is another person that is taking care of the whole production uh, yeah. process of the yeah. shirts. Yeah. And this, there is a lot of learning there yeah. also. So we have to uh, like learn to communicate uh, yeah. with this person. They have other clients. We're yeah. not the priority. Yeah. We have to manage our own expectation in this relationship. Uh, but I think what you're asking for more is uh, into our day-to-day operations, day-to-day, yeah, to someone through. to help yeah. us out. Yeah, I think eventually, yes, we have to branch out. Uh, I personally would look for someone who is eager to learn. Yeah, um, but uh, no, that's it. Too early, I think it's
1: a bit of too course, early, yeah. yeah. But let's say it's a bit too early, but um, it's good to think about yeah. it, right? To yeah. be
0: honest, if someone comes up to the door tomorrow and says, "I want to help you," I'm not looking for much yeah. in terms of payment that we can afford. Yeah. Um. I'm, I want to learn. I w- I, s- I think what you're doing is quite interesting and can be very yeah. valuable to me. So I want also the person to be invested uh, in what we're doing, so that they have something for them. You know, it's not uh, just for us to help us, and we we don't want to exploit people. Uh, but if someone comes up and say we want to help you with uh, improving your content. Uh, or help with your re- with the reach reach out that you're doing. So contact I don't know influencers or uh, PR people. This is a, a few months in advance that I'm talking about things yeah, that we would do, course, yeah. that we would have to do. But uh, you, I would never like send them away.
2: <laughs> yeah, it depends though if because um, if working the two of us, we're really quick at making yeah. the decisions, of course, and we yeah. of course going to be invested much more than if the third person yeah. comes. So I would say only if we get to a stage where we can't do it ourselves, yeah, yeah. Uh, then would be kind of an option to look for someone else, but yeah. it's, a, it's a fine balance. It's
1: going to be very interesting for me to see how you guys manage that because it's going to be not easy, right? It's something no. which
0: uh, you guys never done before. So, I um, can assume that it can only be like leaving your child to a babysitter for <laughs> the first time. I don't have kids, but yeah. or uh, even a grandmother, like yeah. someone that is not involved in your day-to-day life with this person. Exactly, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Okay, guys, it has been really fun for me. All those questions. Uh, Thanks for asking. I found out a lot of new things. (laughs) This has been really fun, and also like I think for myself, I found a lot of things that we've missed in some of our documentation, especially in the early days. Yeah, it was really nice to drill down on the duo, the early days, early, 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 early moments, like the Libba thing. I completely (laughs) forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, but it's, this is really fun. But those specifics, those specifics I think are very
1: interesting, especially for me because I'm also interested in similar things and the really the specifics are fascinating because when you look at the specifics, how you guys are making the videos, exactly what software do you use, how did you go there, how did you go there, you know, it's like very uh, obvious that you guys are doing it, you know, and if, if people see that, they see, okay, every every day today they can see how people are building a business, so they are really doing have tasks every day, really doing stuff. It's not like this really giant task, okay, build a business. Yeah? Not anymore. So I think it's yeah. very fascinating that you guys share so much. So I'm going to be listening to your stuff.
0: We're going to be listening too. <laughs> Hopefully
2: it's useful, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for being with us as well. This has been our very first episode. It's probably episode zero as we like to, uh, to like add numbers in programming to the very first things. Time. In any language, like programming language.
1: In our it's not, by the way, it's one.
0: Okay, well <laughs> trivia. Fun fact from Bobby. Sorry, you don't like to be called Bobby Boyan. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.